What's Appalachian? There, you know, there, uh, Appalachia is very much, especially the South, it feel, we feel at home no matter whether we're in Georgia, North Carolina, it, it's, it feels very familiar. Welcome back to this week's episode of What's Appalachian. This is Gabe Roush with uh, Cody Greathouse. And we're happy to be with y'all. Yes. So, uh, just like we like to kick off every episode, Cody, what are you drinking to, man? Dude, I'm telling you right now, uh, spoiler alert, I'm just going to, well, hang on a second. Let me, uh... Dude, I think uh, as a whole, I'm, I'm drinking to tonight's interview. Yeah, I'm excited. What's what you know? What's leading up to it? I'm I'm excited to see what uh, our guest has to say. Uh, you know, when we first sat down and mapped out this whole uh, what's Appalachian and thing, you know, we talked about uh, interviewing Ashley and Kelsey, and we have, and and man, what what a response we've gotten up to this point. You know what I mean? Great episode. It's been great killer. content, just like great stories, dude. Great stories. Uh, I think with a great theme too. Uh, but tonight, man, it, it's a little different. This one hits a little different. I yeah, think this it, is. Uh, it's gonna be a good story. It I has think, to be. Yeah, just sitting here, uh, and I don't mean to hype this up too much, and I hope I don't let some people down with this one. But I'm, I'm telling you, like uh, having having Josh and uh, Josh Burris and getting ready to interview him. I think this is one that's God. Th- this is uh, gonna be an entertaining, entertaining guest. Agreed. Uh, we have a guy that has hiked. Uh, the entire Appalachian Trail, and damn. I'm looking forward to all this. Dude, I'm drinking Josh Burst tonight, man. Cheers. Cheers. So that was a good one. Yeah. Uh, so, Gabriel Lee, we think, man. What are you drinking to tonight? Man, so this is our first time through with all this podcast stuff, and you know what we drink to? That. I'm going to drink to our first official sponsor. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the Hut Tavern in New Haven, West Virginia okay. is our first official sponsor. They've sponsored us by providing a 30-pack of Bush Light. I'm not mad. I know, which is, I mean, the Hut Tavern in New Haven, which happens to be my father's establishment. A mm. great tavern, a great watering hole for just your normal out. Normal, average, everyday, blue-collared dude. Yeah. Um, we appreciate their support in what we're trying to do with this yeah. podcast and promoting positivity throughout the Definitely. Appalachian region. Shout out to the and, hut. And, and I think the coolest thing is, you know, you know, even though it's your dad, like, they reached out to us. Like, yeah, hey, yeah. The, the, we'll, we'll throw you 30-pack. Yeah, yeah. The, they see they see our, our efforts in this, yeah. and then uh, they see what we're trying to do, and they support. They support that. Yeah. Dad supports this. I know he's a listener already. Yeah, which is pretty cool, dude. But if, I think of, I think of our dads. Yeah, uh, like, not not, and I, I'm sorry, Tim, if I'm, up, you know, stepping on any toes, but you know, not the most technologically savvy uh, generation. You yeah, know no, I mean? our, our dads uh, appreciate what we're able. But to her dads are tuning in, man. Big yeah. Ron's tuning in. You know, my dad's, dad's tuning in, your dad's tuning big in. Big Ron and Dippy. Yeah, well, hell, they can make their own podcast. <laughs> I know, that'd be awesome. Oh, Jesus. Uh, can you imagine the shit we'd hear? It would no, be nothing but, but uh, like... Nah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know where we go with that. But 
No, I, I appreciate the support from the Hut Tavern in I New Haven. Too. And Thank uh, you, Hutt. Thank if you. there's any other entities out there that might be willing to support us, all it takes is a thirty pack of Bush Light. At this point, we're Throw new, we're there. novice. We'll 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 shout you out. We'll have a few beers with you. Yeah. So uh, so, cheers to the hut. Clink to the hut. So, like Cody talked about earlier, um, our our guest tonight is Josh Burroughs, who is a guy that's local to us here in the Point Pleasant area who has made this miraculous adventure and has traveled the entire length of the Appalachian Trail. And I, yeah. I know this is something I've been excited about because Dude. anytime you hike that distance, it's got to be a good story. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, yeah. you look at the Appalachian Trail as a whole, and, and Josh says it himself, you know, uh, a lot of people don't understand the, the length of the Appalachian Mountains. And, yeah. Uh, to start in Georgia... Go all the way up through Maine is is something, dude. All on foot. Yeah. So we hope you guys enjoy this, and uh, this is this is something special. All right. So we got Josh Burris in the house. So thanks for coming over, man. Especially on short notice. Not a problem. Happy to be here. Um, you you're one of the folks that when me and Cody kind of sat down and started brainstorming through this whole project, this whole project of what's Appalachian, like you were like one of the first names to come up. Uh, Cody had brought you up, and we're really stoked to just have you here and kind of talk about your experiences, man. Yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, truly, truly flattered, man. just makes me smile. I, me, yeah. and the, me and the wife have been laughing, you know, back and forth all day. So Yeah. yeah it's, super excited for that. Oh, yeah, that makes us feel good. You it know, does. We're, we're, we're a bunch of nobodies, but it's... it's I like talking about myself, so... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> shit, this one is. This is going to... Who does right, right, Come on now. All right, man, so... um. So, guy from small town Appalachia, small town West Virginia, like, what what inspired you to to just tell us about your experience with the Appalachian Trail and what what carried you to get there? Well, I through hiked the Appalachian Trail in two thousand eight. Um, I think to properly tell the story, you got to back up about a year into okay. two thousand seven. Yeah, um, I was working at Doctor Wade's office here at PVH. Yeah, uh, hated in life. I realized quickly when I took the job that. Office life is not for me. Right. Um, at a yard sale or some such, I pick up a book, uh, Walk in the Woods by Bill Bryson, uh, which is actually turned into a movie with uh, Robert Redford in it. Really? But uh, it's about a guy check who... Out, check yeah, check it out. Yeah, um, It's about a guy who, older guy, he tries to through-hike the Appalachian Trail. A uh, guy goes along with him, and the series of follies ensue. Mm-hmm. They don't make it, but I'd never heard of it. And, you know, I, at the time I was 25 years old, and I was like, I thought I was worldly and yeah, yeah. never heard of it. You know, it's right in our back door. Uh, just kind of grew infatuated with the idea. And over the course of the 2007 winter, I saved money up and kind of put a rough plan together. And in 2008, I uh, got my tax return, quit my job, and flew down to Georgia and took off. Damn. <laughs> just wow. kind of on a whim. I mean, uh, it truly was. Uh, you know, I, I'm a pretty experienced outdoorsman. Uh, I've camped a lot, you know, hiked a lot, but long distance hiking does not translate well to any one of those listed things. Right. Mm-hmm. So my initial few days, my pack was like 55 pounds, something mm-hmm. like that. Plus I was fat and out of shape, <laughs> completely un, just unprepared for yeah. adventure at hand. Um, but <laughs> you, you learn really quickly what you need and what you don't need. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I was able within a few hundred miles, you know, shed my pack down to about 30 some pounds, yeah. a lot more manageable. Yeah. And I uh, got a crash course into what it was actually going to take. And I was just completely unprepared. Yeah. So, so like you really went in this straight up novice going after this, like almost a pro type adventure. Yeah. Just a novice, like not really. Like, a- you know, the, my long stay in the woods have been, you know, maybe a week at that time. Yeah. Uh, just, and, and then that point I would maybe hike a mile or two, but right. nothing, not double digits a day, right. plus carrying your life on your back. Yeah. So, <clears throat> start off just uh, really, you know, in Georgia, uh, Springer Mountain. Uh, it was actually March 28th, 2008 is when I hit the summit. Uh, Springer Mountain is very anticlimactic. There's yeah. not much up or on top. There's not much of a view. Mm-hmm. So, it's a good place to start, I say. Right. Uh, I made it about seven miles the first day, and I was just Spish. wet. Hungry, tired, yeah, ready to cry, ready to go home. Yeah. Uh, but just uh, the sheer you know, newness of it, being out of my comfort zone, I think that was enough to make me want more. Yeah. So woke up, uh, just kept going, and it, every day got a little bit easier, a little bit easier. Uh, you get a little bit more in shape <laughs> throughout the course of it. Yeah. I dropped Ooh. about 75 pounds by Jeez. the end of it. Hell. I was uh, back to like my football, uh, high school football yeah. days, which yeah. – I was lean and mean and feeling pretty good. Yeah. But Hell yeah. <laughs> I had what seen a way that. to do it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, I'm going to go hike for six months. <laughs> oh, well, all you do is you wake up and you can eat as much food as you want. I was eating everything I could get my hands on and still just dripping weight because yeah. all you do is sweat. I mean, right. Just, just yeah. You're just right exercising all yeah. day. You're carrying 35 pounds, 40 pounds on your back and walking up and down mountains. So did you like fly down, or did like someone just yeah drop yeah? You off? Um, I I got a ticket. I flew down to Georgia, uh, to Atlanta, Georgia, where I contacted this guy uh, who did provide shuttles from uh, what, Hatfield something airport mm-hmm. in Atlanta to Springer Mountain, which is about an hour north. Right. And so he took me to uh, right to the you know top of the mountain. Let me start. Yeah. And that was kind of like he. I watched him drive away. <laughs> He's like. And I'm alone. Yeah, yeah well, so, well, what was you, that you know, like it's funny. I went solo, but it's 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 very much a social adventure as as much as really? an outdoors adventure. They say about um, four thousand people a year start in Georgia or yeah. Maine, well, depending on which way you're going. Right, and only about four to five hundred actually make it. And wow, people man. drop out; they get tired, they yeah. get hurt, run out of money. Numerous things could happen. Um, so. Early on, you're with a lot of people. You almost have to go out of your way and camp outside of a shelter or right. a water source to be alone. Yeah. I mean, you... Damn. You're very, very rarely alone. A right. lot, a lot of the people... That's surprising. Yeah, you, you, and you kind of fall into a group of people like... Mm-hmm. Say we all hike about 10 miles a day. You're going to fall into that group. You're going to wind up at the same shelters. Yeah. At all the shelters, there's always a water source, a, a privy. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. which yeah. is just... Uh, Little hole in the ground, and you throw some leaves on top, yeah, and we're yeah. done. It's, I, saw, I saw a five star. Exa- yeah, one yeah, I brought, yeah, you okay. saw a picture. Yeah, yeah that's it. <laughs> that was right a five star. That was a luxurious one. Uh, You're shit in this bucket. Yeah. yeah. We're looking at photos Josh brought over, and they're, they're really awesome. They so. are. They are. Man, so you so you started in Georgia, and, and how, how do you know which way to go from there? I mean, um, yeah, March 28th, uh, 2008. Uh, they You have guidebooks. The guidebooks are. It, when you tell somebody you're going to go hike that watching trail, most most people around here they're like, you know, they're picturing you with candles running, yeah. you know, yeah. chasing you, yeah. and you're barely alive. But yeah. 
the Appalachian Trail nowadays is a well-beaten cattle path. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You almost have to be an idiot to get lost. Mm-hmm. It's right. it's so well blazed and ma- maintained yeah. that it, it you there's no mistaking it. Right. So, <clears throat> excuse me. No, you're good. Uh, where were we going? I'm sorry about that. No, you're good. That so, is... March 28th. Oh, oh yeah, March 28th. Uh, I just asked kind of. Oh, yeah, the guidebooks. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. no, you're So, fine. the guidebooks, uh, with, they're within a tenth, tenth of a mile where a water source is, where the top of the mountain is, yeah. where a road is. And it will tell you, uh, if you go left down this road a mile, there is a town with a gas station, post office, right. library. Yeah. All the amenities a hiker usually needs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of hikers will do, you know, you hitchhike into town and do what's called a bounce box for supplies. Mail it, you know, buy a whole bunch of stuff, but only take what you need and mail yeah. it ahead of you to the next town. That oh, way, shit, kind of carry, yeah, that. carry okay. accordingly. Yeah, yeah, you learn all kinds of little tricks like that. Right. Um, you, you can uh, like I would I shed all my winter gear once it got warm enough, and I sent it up to. I think it was New York, New right. Jersey, something like that. For once you got yeah, it. For once I got to, yeah, a little bit colder weather and huh. just didn't need it. It wasn't so hot. Yeah. Dang, just dude, to, that's, I never that's thought, awesome. yeah. I didn't know that was a possibly. Who do you yeah. mail that to? Just, you, like, you, you mail it to, uh, like I said, uh, the, the town, it lets you know what towns are near and the towns are used to, uh, to seeing through hikers. Okay. You know, with okay. the volume of people that go through these towns, mm-hmm. it actually probably helps their, keeps their economy afloat to an right. extent. But uh, you just you put your name on it and you mail it to the post office and you just say hold for through hiker. Yeah, uh, my name was Burass. Right. You get when you want. Yeah. Another uh, another little interesting tidbit. When you're on the Appalachian Trail, you go by an alias, right. uh, hiker name, and yeah. mine just I carried it from Point Pleasant. Yeah. You know, you Burass. Yeah. yeah. I I've been Burass since I think middle school. Yeah. I think you can credit Justin Carr with that. Yeah. Give me that nickname. <laughs> Oh, that's great. That's awesome. That's awesome. So so you're heading up through kind of mailing stuff through like Yeah. I like this just blows my mind that you were just like up on one day like I'm gonna do this. Like no preparation really. Like I, like in my head I'm just like, Oh, this guy like prepped yeah. for like a year or and yeah. a half. Not not just saving money, but like going on these like like three, four day trips just to, to beat it out. But No, I, I... I had four months of just kind of reading and yeah. ordering a few supplies right. and a backpack, and that's so about what, it. What What was the total uh, length of time that you spent on the Appalachian Trail? So you started in March. Yeah, I was March twenty eighth, oh eight, and I finished September twenty seventh up in uh, Mount Katahdin, Maine. Yeah, of the same year. Yeah, man. Um, I would say it was about six months to the day, but yeah. actual hiking days was probably closer to five months. Okay. Right. Took a lot of days off where just did nothing, rested. Understandable. Went to Antietam Battlefield, yeah. went, to, yeah, uh, went awesome. to Philly, got yeah. a you know, Philly cheesesteak, well, you know, did, yeah. did stuff like, like that. Bro, right. you like lived it up. I, yeah, I tried. Uh, awesome. On a whim, too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just We did. Uh, to hell with it. Yeah. It, it was just, what you know, it, it was an adventure is what it was. Yeah. You know, just don't say no to anything. Right. Yeah. Uh, and, like, uh, I'd been down. I had hiked um, Blue Ridge Parkway and Skyline Drive quite a few times yeah. already prior to this. So right. we got to there, and we found a guy who was willing to rent us canoes. Yeah. He rented us canoes, and we went from, uh, I think it was, like, Front Royal, Virginia, down the Shenandoah River to Harpers Ferry. And he went down there and picked us up. So we just kind of skipped that and did a, you know, about 300-mile canoe trip as well. <laughs> that's crazy. God bless, man. It was, 
I mean, just adventures galore. Uh, yeah, I could. You know, we could talk for hours. On... Oh, please do. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> please do, man. Uh, I mean, we need to do a two-part episode. Shit, I don't care. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, we'll start just kind of in the south in Georgia. Uh, you know, starting. It's still early spring. Still kind of cold. Saw a lot of snow. Yeah, uh, a lot of cold weather. Uh, all the way up through actually the Smokies. I, I think saw quite a bit of snow, and that that's something you're not prepared for right. Right? when yeah. you're. Trying to put on frozen socks and yeah. just to get put them back in your boot, yeah. and uh, and then take you know take off hiking as fast as you can. That way you can warm everything back yeah. up. Yeah. Uh, the or Georgia's beautiful. Uh, New York or North Carolina is very beautiful as well. Mm-hmm. It's all very much. Uh, you we would feel very. You guys would feel very at home right. in those woods too. So yeah, very yeah very similar. Yeah. Uh, the Smokies they you know, they jut up out of the ground. You rise up thousands of feet. Yeah. There's no mistaking them. So when you get into there, it's a lot of steep climbing. Uh, the Smokies is one of my personal favorite places in the United States. Right, really. I still go there quite a bit. Yeah. Um, try to explore as much as I can there. Well, uh, what do you like about the Smokies, Josh? I mean, what 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 differentiates the Smokies from you know? You get up, you get up on top of the mountains, and you can just you can see where the name comes from, right? And how it's everything just hazy and smoky, yeah. And the same with the Blue Ridge, it's like when you get in the Blue Ridge Mountains, yeah. You can uh, get up there and see how the name takes you know yeah. everything looks blue off right. in the distance. That's what you can have the worst day hiking, but the second you crest that top of the mountain and you get a view like that, breathtaking. Best, all yeah, it's the best thing in the world. Yeah, it makes it it makes every every you know every ounce of energy you spent up. To that point, worth it. Yeah. Wow, man, that's awesome. Wow. So you know, you work your way through Georgia uh, into North Carolina, right? Um, you go through, yeah, uh, North Carolina, uh, then straight into Tennessee. Uh, Fourteen states in total. Uh, Damn. Uh, there's a you. Then you hit uh, Virginia. Uh, a quarter of the mile, or I'm sorry, a quarter of the trail alone is in Virginia. Right. Really? Where, it, yeah, you uh, start. Follows... You start in the southwest corner. It goes all the way up to Harbor's Ferry. Yeah. So yeah. you're stretching quite a ways. Right. Yeah, and then right. It's just a short, short stint through the Eastern Panhandle, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, West uh, Virginia. You, there's a few points to where if you like leaving Parisburg, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you're really close, to like Bluefield area. But yeah, yeah. if you pee on the left side of the trail, you're yeah. in West Virginia. If you yeah, pee on the right, right side, side, you're peeing in Virginia. I gotcha, right. I gotcha. So yeah, the, the only actually, unfortunately, the only part you're actually in West Virginia is. Mainly through Harpers Ferry. Right. Which is but still not pretty a bad cool area. spot to yeah. go through. <laughs> yeah. Of all spots, I'd probably pick that one yeah. for this. I mean, it's scenic. Yeah, well, yeah. Harpers Ferry is beautiful. Yeah. It, it really is. Yeah. And that's where the, uh, they, they call that the unofficial halfway point of okay. the Appalachian Trail is. That's where the uh, Appalachian Trail, uh, uh, the organization, uh, their headquarters is. Okay. Oh, really? So, yeah, that's a cool place. If anyone ever goes to Harpers Ferry, go check that place out. They yeah. have... Uh, they have yearbooks of all the uh, through hikers that have passed through. They wow. take your picture and so uh, so. Where where's that headquarters at in Harpers Ferry? Is it in, in like the historic part of Harpers yes, Ferry? Yes, is it really yeah. okay? That's awesome. It's um, is it a church or hotel that's kind of up there? Okay, the hill? okay. Um, it's just below it, kind of. All right, like all right. Way. That's awesome. I, and if nobody's been to Harpers Ferry, like Josh said, like it's a really cool place to check out. Yeah, yeah. We, we went a, a couple summers ago with with the little with our little boy. I mean, it, it was beautiful. Yeah. So definitely check that out. Yeah. But, Man, that's awesome. I, I I missed the Appalachian Trail headquarters, which I'm really disappointed about. Yeah, yeah, it's but, it's just um, a little. Uh, it's on a corner. I'll send you some information. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that, that's awesome though. So, um, so you've literally seen every 
part of Appalachia. Far I like to think I, mean, I, have. I, I mean, I mean, essentially, you, the, you've traveled all of Appalachia. Yeah, is what I'm getting at. I wanted to clear something up. Most people think that Appalachia ends around. Say Mason-Dixon line, yeah. Mm. I don't know what most people think, but no. Appalachian yeah, Mountain no, Range, yeah, yeah, it yeah. runs from Canada yeah. down to Arkansas, Alabama, yeah, even. Yeah, right. it, yeah. I mean, it stretches quite a way. Yeah. So I guess my view used to just mainly be this, when you say Appalachian, most people think south. Right. Yeah. 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 But yeah, there is much, the same kind of people living the same way up through Vermont, New Hampshire, Maine, is as there right? is yeah here. Ma- Maine became very much so... New Hampshire, Maine, especially. I love that area. Uh, Maine looks a lot like here. Okay. Where our industry is coal, there's this timber. You always, mm-hmm. out in the woods, you always hear a saw running yeah. or something yeah. like that. And uh, once you kind of get in state of Maine, it is remote. There is nothing. A really? lot, yeah. There, you're, unless you're around the coast, maybe mm-hmm. a few big cities in, in state. But right. There is nothing in yeah. the state of Maine. It's my kind of place in the Northeast. Yeah. 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 New, always wanted to go. That, that is, yeah. I highly recommend uh, anybody listening, a New England trip. Yeah. Go see the White Mountains. Right. Yeah. Go see Maine. Yeah. Go check out, yeah, the Northeast. Definitely. I've always, like you said, it's on your bucket. It is mine, too. I've always wanted to go to Maine, too, and, and check that out. The ending, uh, the northern terminus, Mount Katahdin, is in basically smack dab in the middle of Maine. Yeah. And really? Baxter State Park. And it is... It's really weird. It's about you're about 500 feet above sea level all around. It's really not not mountainous in that area. Yeah. And then from I've got a picture somewhere from yeah I'm about 70 miles away, and you can see all of a sudden this big monstrosity just rising yeah. up out of the, uh you know out of the earth and that's Mount Katahdin. Right. And is no that is actually Blood Mountain, Georgia. I don't okay. I don't think I have that picture with oh, me. Okay, I think it's okay, on Facebook. Okay, okay. Yeah. So you know you you do this on a whim and and I know we're we're kind of jumping around but it's you know. Josh, what what did the family think when you when you broke the news to to them and like you know what I'm I'm out. You, they you know my family is uh, they're very adventurous. Right. Uh, and my grandmother, she's a traveler. She's driven to forty nine of out of fifty states. Uh, she can't drive to Hawaii, unfortunately. Right. Yeah. But other than that, she she's drove she, to Alaska. She would do I mean, it. Wow. She goes on cruises. Yeah. You know, uh, she's going to do a polar bear plunge with us on New Year's Hell coming yeah. up this year. Yeah. So yeah, we so finally talked to her. Uh, my mom's the same way. She likes to paddleboard. Uh, yeah. she, she does polar bear plunges with me. Right. Uh, you know, so I guess they were a little taken back. You know, it's something out out definitely not ordinary. ordinary. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they asked some questions and they said, well, what do you need? And I said, well, just be at the ready. You know, if I need anything, send it to me. And, you know, just damn. That's awesome. Yeah. That, that is just, that is crazy. Yeah. My, uh, my mom said, uh, mm-hmm. that she wouldn't send the search party out unless it had been like two weeks and she hadn't heard from me. So she actually, uh, she did re- something really cool. I got her a poster and it's like a five foot tall poster, you know, yeah. and it goes from South to North and. I you know put a little picture of myself. I said you know that way you can track me as yeah. I call you you know whenever. And she wrote down the dates as when I called her and yeah. where I was and she had it framed up. And man, that's awesome. Man, got it. What yeah, a it's, yeah, yeah, it's really really neat. Yeah, what a keepsake. Wow, man. Wow. So so I know I know you've obviously seen literally all of Appalachia in, yeah. in a sense. So how does each area compare? Like you kind of touched on the, this a little bit with the people in like. New Hampshire, Maine, Vermont, kind of being similar to the folks around in our area, but like, how, how does each area compare? There, you know, there, uh, Appalachia is very much, especially the South. If mm-hmm. we feel at home, no matter whether we're in Georgia, North mm-hmm. Carolina, it, it's it feels very familiar. Um, through there's certain parts in Virginia though where 
it just seems like uh, actually we, me and some friends just went hiking here a few months ago to the Grayson Highlands mm-hmm. where it is just totally different. Uh, it seems like the people are a little bit different and just the area itself. Really? It looks like something right at, when they call it the Grayson Highlands, looks like it came right out of Scotland. Yeah. Really? And there's wild ponies that run around this little state park. That, and it's only, crazy. yeah, three wow. and a half hours away from here. That's crazy. And, yeah, it's just, it's something that just, it doesn't fit into what we're used to seeing. Right. Kind of the same way with the Smokies. They jut up to 6,000 feet plus. And yeah. We're not, you know, we're used to the bigger mountains, but not, you know, not around, like that. Not yeah. like that. And it seems like uh, people in Tennessee, you know, they're they might might be a little different too. Right, really. Yeah, I, and I've lived in uh, I've lived in Knoxville, like Farragut area, yeah. in Knoxville, and you know, they they are just a little different down there. But right. they they're just the same. You know, we're doing the same thing we're doing here in Point yeah, Pleasant. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, New England, uh, you definitely get a bit more of a uppity uh, city crowd. Yeah. Okay. And not that they're you know bad people but no, you can tell you yeah, yeah it's just a different it, culture. it's just different yeah it's yeah. very different um like a story i love to tell about uh this we were at a high-end grocery store and meet some other hikers bought some cheese bread mm-hmm. you know just some other we were all sharing and this guy came out um he, he had this cart overflowing and a big thing of blueberries on top and it tipped over and fell and he just put his nose up kept walking and oh. me and all of you you've got three <laughs> hikers they were like <laughs> Go there, just start scooping up, and he looked at us like we were trash. Like, yeah. we're like they're blueberries. Like, they yeah, just yeah, wash them off. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean, shoot. I mean, yeah, I'm not hiking anywhere, and I'm not homeless. If I drop blueberries at the grocery store, <laughs> yeah. I, I know what those. Cars. And, I'm picking that shit up. You know, just that's the that's the type of people that you know, oh, yeah, you, you know, are up just there. a different approach to life. Yeah, yeah. And, but that it's funny that kind of just falls from say, uh, you know. Pennsylvania to New Massachusetts, mm-hmm. and once you hit Vermont, New Hampshire, Maine, yeah, it's uh, really you know you're back to good old boys, really, yeah, for very much what we have in this area, right. Awesome. And uh, like I said, Maine, I, I if I could move anywhere, I would go to Maine, right, really, yeah. Maine is a uh, very much just a very cool state, yeah. That's awesome. So how was it? You know, you you. you like you said, you start in Georgia, you work your way through North Carolina, things like that. What what was that like, um, you know, meeting the people that you came across? And like you said, you kind of fall into a pack a little bit. Uh, you know, did you have anybody drop off as you're, as you're going through and they're like, Josh, man, like I can't do it anymore. And oh, yeah. They just kind of. Well, what I mean, how, how do you react to that? You, people, know, you have a you have a friend that's been with you since the start, and they just look at you like, yeah, yeah, screw this. Um, like, I'm out, dude. Yeah, you. I mean, you, you very much become family when you're out there, and, yeah. and whether I whether I, you, I just met you an hour ago, I've been hiking with you for two months. Yeah, yeah. You know, if you're out there or through hiking, we're I'm gonna take care of you. Right. It's awesome. And no, you know, there's a few people I saw that they were just like, they start heading down a side trail towards the road, and I, where are you going? They're like, I'm done. Like, no, come on, man, just. Let's stick it out to the next yeah. shelter yeah. or to the next road. Let's right. see what happens, you know. And yeah. Sometimes they would, and sometimes they just yeah. like, no, I, you know, I've had enough. Uh, yeah. I met, uh, me and another hiker uh, were hiking with this. Hell, his name was Pickles. Right. So I don't know him outside like of that. You said his show name, his show name is Pickles. Pickles, if you're out there, brass is here. We, we were in, uh, <laughs> yeah, we were maybe a hundred, two hundred miles in, you know, still in Georgia, I think, yeah. in uh, North Carolina, and. He got to a road and he sat down and we can't kind of caught up to him and he's like, I'm I'm done and he, we're like, what are you gonna do? He's like, I'm just gonna thumb head out west. And oh, damn. yeah, he just wait, wait, wait. yeah, he, he just, just, just gonna go. Yeah, he just took off thumbing and never saw him again. Shit. Yeah. Wow. 
Wow. And, you know, he was a nice guy. He just took yeah, took off. You never see him again. Yeah. Um, like, you meet a lot of just the most random people in the world. I brought a picture. Uh, There's me and two guys. One guy had just got out of the Israeli. Uh, he's got the big black yeah, beard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah his name is Chewy. Yeah. yeah, he had just got out of the Israeli army. He wanted to come hike the Appalachian Trail. He was trying to do it in like three and a half months. Yeah. Uh, and so Why? he could go to Burning Man. And that's what he wow. did. And he, he he took off and left me. I, I got to hike with him for you know just a little bit of time. But yeah. he, he does 25, 30 miles a day. Right. I, yeah, yeah, I couldn't keep up with that. What, what and the other guy in the picture, he's from like uh, Cambridge, Ohio. And I actually <laughs> keep up with him. You yeah. Know, he's, but uh, yeah, most of the people that I did hike with, I keep up with. Friends with on Facebook. Right. Go that's see him cool. yeah, when I can. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you have got to see my family, uh, it's yeah, really, really Become nice. Close friends, and I mean, you, yeah. you know, you think you, you know, these are the people that you kind of rely on, not necessarily rely on because you're relying on yourself, but I, I know me being from out there, morale standpoint, yeah, yeah, like it has to be, yeah, like, yeah, it has to be nice having somebody at least you know speak to. And, I hiked with uh, two two people in particular. They're sisters, uh, Wild Oats and Bone Lady, right? And Wild uh, Oats and Bone Lady, you know, just as in terms of a motivation. Um, Bone Lake gave me the best motivation in the world one time. It was, well, we were in Vermont. I had been wet. Vermont is notorious for rain and you're being wet. And I had been wet for, uh, it felt like, you know, 10 days at that time. Everything I had was wet. And finally, we had a dry day. I was completely dry. I dried all my stuff out. And we're walking along and I come up to where a beaver had built a dam and backed up water for, across the trail for like two, 200 yards. You had in here? It's not that one, okay. but it's another similar yeah. one. Yeah. And I was just sitting there like, man, I don't want to get wet. My shoes are wet for once. And yeah. Bone Lady comes walking past me, uh, doesn't even stop, doesn't even acknowledge me, and walks out into the water and just says, you fucking pussy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's it. And that's all it took. I was like, let's go. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, I'm yeah. not going to let you do that to me. No, yeah. No. Oh, yeah. Oh my God, I love it. So you meet the people that, you know, very much let you know, you know, let you hear what you need. To yeah. Know, when, yeah. When you need it. Right. Most and definitely. Most yeah, definitely. That was the best motivation in the world. Well, I guarantee and, it. A, a lot of the motivation I carried through was, I would just say, what am I going to do? Like, if I quit and just went home, what am I going to do? I have to get, get a job. You know, I just I don't want to do that. So right. you just enjoyed right. it the entire uh, time. Yeah. I'm, uh, you know, I'm out here. For, uh, I wanted to quit every day. I mean, yeah, yeah I, I can just, see that. I yeah. just, it, it's a, it's a grind. It yeah. truly is. What What do you think kept? I mean, obviously that kept you going a little bit, but I mean, was there any really big motivating factor that was just like, shit, I just, gotta get through this? Like, yeah, that, I think uh, especially once you hit, say, fifteen hundred miles yeah. in, you know, Jeez. through New York, New Jersey, somewhere yeah. up there, it's just it becomes almost business like. You know, yeah. I could just want to get done. Right. Uh, there is uh, the last, like a Band-Aid. yeah, the last yeah. Uh, say hundred miles is the hundred mile wilderness. Uh, you, you're in rain, uh, Monson, Maine, and then mm-hmm. yeah, there's a hundred miles and there was no, no electricity, anything. Oh, and shit. yep, uh, that's what it tells you. Yeah, it says to carry ten days worth of food. Yeah, that's we, crazy. We did it in four days, uh, just to, just to get done. Just, yeah, just to bust it out. Like literally, and that was one of the night. One of those days was my birthday too. Yeah, and, uh, like. We were like, we're going to get there. And so we were doing 25, 30-mile yeah. days through Maine, which is no easy thing. Right. Yeah, so, Maine is terrible. So Josh has a, you know, I know you guys, listeners, can't see it, but Josh has a, a, a piece of bark that he had a homemade uh, a birthday card 
<clears throat> written on for his birthday. It was the so I only take card I received that is awesome. in 2008. Yeah, and this is from Bone Lady. Yeah, it's from Bone Lady. Yeah. The one that called yeah. <laughs> Happy birthday, Burass. Happy that birthday, Burass. So she had... Uh, is there any story behind that? I mean, she just carved that off of a no, uh, tree yeah, she and just, just said hell with it and just wrote on it? She was uh, a bone, bone Lady. She got, her, she got her name. She had some uh, bone sculpture tattoos, but yeah. she also made jewelry out of bones. And she actually lugged a, believe it or not, a moose, or a, yeah, moose skull back to a trailhead. Wow. And had somebody come pick it up for her so she could take the, the skull with her. Right. She, yeah. Uh, <laughs> she, she was she's very much, uh, a, I guess, an eclectic hippie yeah, sort of yeah, 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 yeah. lady. But uh, nicest person in the world. Though. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Man. Bone lady. That, Bone lady. That's awesome. Damn. So, of this, like, I mean, six months... Grinding it out, busting your tail end. I mean, you—it's you, <laughs> funny. You just like nonchalantly, like, yeah. Once you're 1,500 miles in, what what was like the most challenging, daunting part of this journey for you, like personally? The, or, 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 or if there's like three or four, like yeah, feel free shit, to share. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm loving this the the, right the mental, the, you know, the mental thing. The, yeah, lost in your head sometimes. Uh, you know, we're. I'm sure everybody can say oh, they're yeah. they fall victim to that, but you're left a lot of time to think and yeah, uh, you know, like I said, unless you unless you want to talk about talk about it, nobody's going to yeah. right. And so you meet you meet some people who you can kind of unload on and be like, yeah. this is what's bothering me, you know, and yeah, 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 just like uh, kind of like you two or say one of you know my wife or anything like yeah. that, like just someone you could talk to. Yeah, uh, probably the most challenging day though was. Actually, kind of like I said, in Maine, it became kind of job-like. I wanted to get done. The people I was hiking with were kind of like him hauling around, and I was trying to finish on my birthday. Yeah. It was, uh, so it was one of those days I, I actually said, all right, guys, I'm going to, I got to go. I'll see you guys, you know. Yeah. I've got to take off. So I left them, and I was completely by myself for a few days. Yeah. And in the pouring rain on Saddleback Mountain in Maine, I still remember the mountain, everything, I was going across the wet rock. My feet went out from under me, and what, what there was one little nub sticking up out of the smooth rock, and I landed on it and just ripped my leg open like yeah. a three inch gash, probably like half inch uh, deep, just yeah. pouring blood. And all I could do was take my tarp out, put it over my head, wrap my leg up yeah. with duct tape. I pulled my phone out, and I luckily I had service. Yeah. And so I started calling some people. Yeah. Grandmother didn't answer. Yeah. Mom didn't answer. Uh, like aunt didn't like three <laughs> yeah. or four people didn't answer and so uh, believe it or not I p- picked up the phone and I called Robbie Pumphrey of all yeah. people and Robbie Pumphrey picked up and he sat there and from wherever he was you know at that point he yeah. talked me down off the ledge and he's yeah. like he's like he's like where are you at and I was like I'm like I don't know at the time maybe 200 miles away he's like go fucking do it you yeah, know, <laughs> yeah. It. awesome because I was I was ready to just turn around and head back to the road yeah, yeah I was yeah. I was just fed up. It's kind of like a shit day. It just kind of gets worse. Yeah, that was just, it was a bad day. Like I said, I just left my friends. That was probably the worst injury I sustained on the whole trail. Yeah. And And I think it was pouring, it was pouring rain. It was one of those, everything uh, you own is wet. Right. And I don't think that's something that people think of in terms of hiking is the risk of injury. You know what I mean? You know, I'm sure there are some people you were with that may have, you know, dipped out because of injury. You know, I walked through some major blisters. Uh, shin splints were terrible. I walked through a couple weeks of shin splints. Yeah, and I, was I was gonna say, yeah, not fun at all. Right. Uh, you see some people struggle uh, through the heat. There was a few times where just being a bigger guy, I think I can 
maintain a, your withstand a few some of that stuff. And yeah. I, there was a believe it or not, there's a lot of older people out there hiking, and mm. I would run into older ladies who I'd grown to know, and I'd be yeah. like, they're struggling. It's 98 degrees. You know, it's 10 miles to the next water source. I'd be like, yeah. give me your tent. Give me your something. Put it in my pack. Yeah, yeah. carry Help the load. Them out yeah, just carry the yeah carry the load. For yeah, them. man. Wow. I love the fam. Like, God bless. Like, even if you're not from Appalachia, like you walk, you you hike the Appalachian Trail. This is what it sounds like. You learn how to be an Appalachian because yeah. you take care of those around you. Yeah. That 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 that's what a what a damn lesson. Yeah. Like that, that, I'm sure a lot of people just kind of pick up. There's like, oh yeah. Also, the the, the region, the the mountains, the hills, just kind of instill that in you. Like you take care of one another. Exactly. It's uh, the great thing about Appalachia too is you go through a lot of small towns, uh, obviously, and or close to them. Those people have grown accustomed to seeing a hiker, and they can differentiate a a hiker backpacker as opposed to a homeless vagrant, you know, whatever. And if they see you out there thumbing, or or just if you're coming off the trail, they'll stop. Hey, you need water? Hey, there's a hostel right down here yeah, there's a gas awesome. station yeah you want to lift yeah, you know right uh there's a guy who's a, the mayor of well, he used to be the mayor and he ran a ho- hiker hostel he welcomed the hikers in there yeah really we brought a lot of you know uh you know people you know, we kept the height uh, the hostel flow we kept their little restaurant right you know, for six months out of the year right stayed pretty busy what town was that do you remember by chance or uh woodstock new hampshire Woodstock, possibly new yeah really that's awesome are you I'd have to look back through, but yeah. there's a lot of, of just wonderful little towns that right. that cater to hikers. Uh, Damascus, Virginia. Yeah, Damascus is about four hours away. It's down in the southwest corner. Yeah. Uh, the Benton McKay Trail ends there. The Appalachian Trail ends there. The Virginia Creeper Trail runs right through there. So it's a just a perfect little intersection. Um, it go. It's a town of about probably two thousand people, mm-hmm. and the, uh, it's it it maintains two outfitter stores. Like ten bike rental stores, oh, just from people coming and visiting. Yeah. For one week of the year, when trail days happens, yeah. it swells up to about fifteen, twenty thousand people. Oh my! Uh, yeah, trail days is uh, the first uh, or second weekend of May, I think, uh-huh. and it's the biggest backpacking festival in, in the world. Right. And yeah, REI, uh, you know, Granite Gear, Osprey, all the ma- major names come there, set up tents. All the hikers from all over the world come there. That is it's really, yeah, really, really, really cool. neat to check out. What, yeah. When is that? It's in May. Yeah, May. I want to say second weekend of May okay. or third weekend, something like that. That's awesome. Man. Oh, I know. I'm learning so much about this Dude, whole yeah, process. Because, like, I mean, it, like, I, I've known about the Appalachian Trail for I don't know how long. And, and I would always joke with Liz, like, man, that'd be so, so much fun to do. I mean, I could never, just with my profession, like, I can never take six months. Especially since I was married when I really learned about it. <laughs> for, for me, it was... Uh, just perfect timing. Yeah, you know, yeah. I was unattached. I mm-hmm. had a job I hated. I had a little bit of money saved and no kids, you yeah. know, nothing like that. So uh, very, very few bills too. Right. So I put my student loans on deferment. Yeah. Uh, you know, took the I think insurance off the car and I had a cell phone bill. That was basically right. it. Right. Right. And awesome. the the great thing is out there, it's it's kind of funny too that. The, the median age range is either like 20-somethings or retirees. Yeah. There's very few 30, 40, 50-year-olds. Right. It's mainly 20-year-olds to or 60, you know, 70-year-olds out there. Yeah. Through high probably school. trying well, to mark some off a bucket list, I'd yeah. say. I, mean, I don't want to, you know, infer or yeah, anything like that, but 
but me and you we're pretty much out of our 20s so i guess we gotta wait till we're in i guess we're gonna have to wait till we're 60 kinda, i guess yeah yeah well, we'll give this a shot when my liver's shutting down yeah <laughs> you're right i'll be like game cody yeah you can, make it. <laughs> you, you can make you can do it. it. You can yeah. do it. I feel like Josh is like, oh, I'll tell you what. We'll call Josh. be like, damn it, just do it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, another thing I learned was out there hiking, not to judge people uh, yeah. for on anything. Yeah, it was it was definitely a, a time of personal growth while I was out there. But just a second, I would say, man, that guy's never want to make it. Yeah. Five hundred miles later, they're still right behind you. Yeah. You know and. You know, just never judge a boat by its cover, especially yeah. some of the people that's like awesome. Bone Lady. Bone Lady hiked with a 1970s frame, you know, uh, like something our Some grandfather's. Pack. Yeah. yeah, yeah, out, you know, uh, was one of those rigid frame packs, and yeah. she just strap stuff to it and just take off. Just like, just yeah, she off was more of a trooper than I was. Skulls, that's what, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, and my thing is, you know, you meet these people. I, I guess, you know, if, if I'm thinking. Uh, I would say it's easier to open up to somebody that you don't know because they, you know, they, they can't judge you. Yeah. Because yeah. I mean, they don't know yeah. you. Yeah. Like you can tell them all kinds of shit and they'll probably never see you ever again. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and, uh, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of heavy shit you probably may, may have listened to in, in terms of some people you, you met, you know what I you mean? You hear some, yeah. Well, just the characters in general. I mean, yeah. If, yeah. the people who are out there are usually... They're pretty, you know, they're not your straight-laced people. No, 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 yeah, no, they're, no. I mean, they're, yeah, they're, 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 <laughs> traditionally, traditionally straight-laced people aren't like, I'm going to go hike for six months. Exactly, yeah, yeah. I so, think I'll be there. What I mean, like a lot of hippies, yeah, hipsters, yeah. eclectics, you know, just people yeah. from you, everywhere. Right. Start throwing darts on the map and yep. you're going to And that's, hit some that's who you're going to meet. And yeah, it was it was just a great time. To, but, you know, it all falls under that whole, whole theme of, of don't judge a book by its cover, man. Like... I guarantee you, those are probably some of the best people you ever meet. Too. Oh yeah, yeah, and you I still I mean? keep it. Yeah, I'm, I'm still lucky enough to keep in touch with most of them. Yeah, and watch, you know, kind of live vicariously through them as they went off and right. You know, just being interested in what you know their stories and yeah. then watching them go and do the things that they yeah. told me about. It's really nice. Yeah. So I mean, you know, you talked about your worst day uh, in terms of falling and, and and gashing your leg open and shit like that. Like, what was a day? Where you were just like, damn, this is worth it. Mm-hmm. Oh man, there's plenty of those days. Uh, That's awesome. Uh, personal favorite day was actually up in, uh, I think, New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. We it was going across, or yeah, we were in the White Mountains. I was going across uh, Mount Musilaki, and we missed the shuttle. The little group I was in, we were trying to play catch up. We couldn't catch up. And there was a shuttle that ran from the showhead to uh, town where yeah. Hostel was. So we're sitting there just kind of, th- we're not even really thumbing. We're just right. sitting down there wrestling at the time. And I see a car coming, and I'm putting my thumb up, and I'm just kind of watching it, watching it. And it keeps getting longer and longer. It's a stretch limo. Oh, the shit. Guy, the guy stops. <laughs> and, yeah, and he said, he's like, do you guys want to ride? And we're like, come on, man. And, you know, like, yeah. We're filthy hikers. He's like, no, no. He's like, I took some guy to the airport. He paid for three hours, like the minimum charge is three yeah. hours. Took him an hour, so he had time to kill. Oh he let us God. in this stretch limo, oh rolled us right up to the hostel, and we started to get out. He's like, no, I got you. And granted, this guy was in the whole, you know, black black pants. The the, yeah, yeah, the chauffeur outfit. Right. And he gets out, and so there's already 20 hikers over there just kind of watching, like, yeah. what is going on? They, the guy gets out, and here we come rolling out, and they, you know, we all know each other, so yeah. they're like, 
how did that's the best hitchhiking story in the world? Yeah. How did you oh manage that? God, and man. we're like, we weren't even hitchhiking. We were we were literally sitting on the ground. I was sitting just on the ground, out. and I had my back up against my, the guys hiking with, and yeah. we're just sitting there enjoying the you know, the weather. And yeah, sure enough, we get a hitchhiking <laughs> yeah. limo. Yeah, Shit, man. wow, I, I was awesome. I was blessed to have. I, I never hitchhiked before. Yeah, you know, going well, uh, flying down Georgia. To. Yeah, you know what exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I was blessed to have some of the best hitchhiking stories in the world. Yeah. Uh, so there's that, yeah, yeah. there's that story. There's that story. Shit. Uh, there was ne- next time. week on Why Tackle. <laughs> <laughs> next Just week on no, Keep going. <laughs> keep going. So uh, we were on the uh, the canoe trip I was telling you about, mm-hmm. and we had I don't know found this old farmer like, hey, is there a liquor store anywhere? He's yeah. like, yeah, yeah, there's one here. We're like, he told us how to get there, so we're like, all right. So we go up there, and me and one of the other guys, we're hitchhiking, not have much luck. And then this guy rolls up, and then all of a sudden you see a head pop out, and he said, you boys want to ride? And he's like, but you got to drink a Corona with me. Oh, and God. we're like, well, of course. So we hop in. His name was Shorty Alger. He was from somewhere in Virginia. <laughs> he gave us a ride, gave us a Corona, but he said, yeah, I'll take you to the liquor store. But first, we're going to go see if I can. Uh, I was on my way to buy a gun. Yeah. And so I was like, all right, cool. So we went and bought a shotgun, and then he ran to the liquor store and brought us back. Nicest guy in the world. He, right. Yeah, he shared Cronus with us, but definitely not the sort of guy you. We probably shouldn't have gotten in the car. I mean, <laughs> I'll, I'll be, I'll be perfectly honest. Yeah. Probably shouldn't have. Yeah. But, you know, it, it was, uh, you know, it, it was a great time. You know, yeah. Looking back, it's a great story, too. Damn, that is awesome. Uh, Dude. The old, uh, <laughs> this one always gets a laugh. Uh, we were trying to get to Antietam Battlefield. Yeah. yeah. Antietam is right off the trail by maybe 10, 15 miles. So right. I've got a sign that says Antietam. And the guy that was hiking with me, he has a sign that says won't bite. That's the one he made. Yeah. So we're, <laughs> we're laughing about it. This car finally pulls over and we run up and this little old lady, you know, looks like our grandmother's. Mm-hmm. And, you know, 80 pounds soaking wet. She said, what's your sign say? I said, oh, you know, we're trying to get the Antietam. She said, no, no, what's it say? He said, oh, we won't bite. He, she said, okay, get in. <laughs> and just like that, that like that was reassurance enough for her yeah. that we are okay people. Don't bite me. Yeah, just That's, don't bite me. Yeah. yeah, that is awesome. But the truly frightening thing was that the way she drove. Because I was in the passenger seat. The other guy was in the back. She would watch me. She watched me more than she watched the road. Yeah. And just talk. She was talking, asking Ben. Yeah. And then all of a sudden she looked back and correct real quick. <laughs> yeah. We went you know, four feet back into the center yeah. of the lane. And, you know, that I definitely probably got a few gray hairs from that drive. Yeah, from the old lady. That'd be some shit. Yeah. It is. You like 1,500 miles or wherever, and then you're in a car, car accident with like, that lady. <laughs> shit. So <laughs> what puts you out of commission. This damn car wreck. It's... Yeah, I, I can talk about the, the Appalachian Trail all day, and, and a lot of them are just personal stories that I encountered. Yeah. And it's not so much the trail, but the, the, the places I got to see, the people yeah. I got to meet. Yeah, that's and what it's, it's just, about. Yeah, oh yeah, it's just... The experience, you know. The experience, yeah. yeah. And it's what I went in thinking it was going to be, it, it was not in the end, and it turned into something even better. And yeah. You know, far greater than I ever could have imagined. Right, so... I'm curious, Josh. So let, let's. I, I want to do a compare contrast here. So okay. Your pack at the beginning compared to your pack at the end. Your your pack at the beginning contained. Oh, okay. I, I'm curious here. Your pack at the beginning when you 50, start. Fifty five pounds. Right. I had about five pairs of socks. Uh huh. I had a cotton hoodie. Cotton kills when you're 
out in the woods. I've heard that on Man vs. Wild. Kills, kills. Yeah. I'm not gonna so I, I had a friggin' hoodie. <laughs> yeah. Um, I like peanut butter. So I was like, I'm going to carry peanut butter. Yeah. So I got a tub of friggin' peanut. a tub of peanut butter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like the three pounds of peanut butter yeah. in my pack. Um, I carry books, which books I don't care. I, I carry those the whole way. I'll, I'm yeah. an avid reader, so I needed yeah. something to keep me, you know, little... But, you know, little saying, yeah, little saying, yeah, Um I had about four or five sets of clothes. Just everything was wrong. And yeah, way too much. So <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, within there's some hiking snobs being yeah. like, oh my god. Oh, <laughs> absolutely, yeah. So from Springer uh, Mountain butter to burst. I think it's uh, Blood Mountain, which the first paved road you come to. I I got rid of the peanut butter. Like I was just telling her, like get your spoonful, man. We're getting rid of this, <laughs> you know, right now. I'm not packing this another mile. Um, I got rid of some salt. Well, finally get down there, shake your pack down, get rid of everything. Yeah. And I sent most of that stuff home. Right. Yeah. And then I actually had to invest like, all right, I need some better hiking pants. Mm-hmm. So with actually within probably 200 miles, I'd went from 55 pound pack down to about 32 pounds. That's right. usually mm-hmm. it's about what I carried yeah. with uh, full, full food and full right. water. Um, but I also had to buy some new things, yeah. you know, new backpack, oh, smaller yeah. backpack, you know, <laughs> The proper gear. Yeah. 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 So you you learn really quickly. Right. Yeah. I think that's interesting to see just you come acclimated kind of to. Yeah. A lot of people were very anal attentive almost. They would, they would rip the pack or the patches off their packs. Yeah. Because that's just to drop that. That's a half an ounce. Yeah. Or whatever an ounce. There was people who would cut the handles off their toothbrushes and. And there was, I, I, I found a copy of the Count of Monte Cristo. And yeah. if you've ever read the Count of Monte Cristo, it's not a small book. Right. Oh, no. And I would pull that out and people would be like, that's like three pounds. I'm like, I know, but I like the book. And then they do this tr- tragic thing on the trail. It's very common practice where they rip the book in half once they've read half of it, leave it at a shelter. Yeah. Somebody uh, will pick it up. Uh, and then read it up to the point till the other person reads that point. Damn, leaves how that. Yeah. But I can't read. I can't, can't, I can't rip a book in half. You're, I can't you're do a reader. Yeah, I know. So I'm going to. I'm, I'm an English teacher, so yeah. I understand. Dude. It's good. Yeah. behind. I hate. I yeah, hate exactly. So I, <laughs> I hate breaking the spine on a book. Yeah, needless to say, ripping one in half. Can't do it. No, no, not at all. So I mean, you know, reading was your was your entertainment, man. I think that's so cool, man. Because as a teacher, like I tell my kids, you know. What what not a better way to kind of break away from reality, no matter how shit mm-hmm. your life is, than to jump into the shoes of a character or a or, you know, something happening in a book and kids nowadays are just like ah, yeah, I'm yeah. not gonna read. And it's like, you know, it also helped uh, because you're kind of forced to read that book that you come across, right? That, yeah, and, and it's usually something I wouldn't pick up, but I enjoyed that book. Yeah, yeah after finally reading it, yeah, and it's kind of yeah. a blessing that I, that happened. Exactly, but. you know, I, I've. Obviously, I've never hiked the Appalachian Trail, but it's so funny to to open up a book and be like, you know, damn, that actually wasn't that bad, you know. Yeah. I'm just thinking in terms of college, reading Huck Finn, like I was like, shit, I don't want to read this book. And then as I read Huck Finn, man, it's a, it's such a good book. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, yeah. And there's a reason that's a classic. The irony that Josh sitting here with us in terms of adventure, like shit. Yeah. But man, that, that's what a, what a what a what a lesson, you know, that reading right. can be. Your best friend. So, I mean, you know, in terms of your journal, Josh, how did you, you just, whenever you were just, whenever you're on a break, like, you just popped it open and just. A, I can give you like a, a rundown of my daily routine. Like, you yeah, kind of follow into yeah. it. Um, Dude, I, I slept uh, in the colder, well, early on, the first, I don't know, probably 500 miles, I, I was in a, a little one man tent, but 
Eventually, I went to and finished the whole trail in a hammock, and that's still what I hike really? in. Even in the winter today, I really? I prefer a hammock. That's yeah. it's lightweight. That's mm-hmm. mainly Light, yeah, lightweight and small. It, I can compact it to that size. You're underneath of you or anything. Just I well, I'm pretty well. Yeah. I'm big guy, but insulated. Anyway, <laughs> so, but no, I got sleep. He's that. a slim two oh eight. I'll take that. Take yeah. 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 Uh, oh yeah, but no, wake up in the morning. Uh, usually have. Uh, just water, maybe have some, you know, if you're lucky, you got some lemonade or yeah. some powder. Uh, breakfast would usually consist of uh, granola, Pop-Tarts, right. um, maybe some pepperoni and cheese or something like that. And then you take off hiking. And usually you're up with the sun, too. You you become, a, you know, when the sun is, comes up, you're awake. When yeah. the sun goes down, you fall asleep. It's yeah. like they call that hiker midnight. So right. You, you know, you just, that's what the yeah, yeah, right. routine you fall into. So... Um, I would usually break camp and have everything packed up within 20, 30 minutes and be on the way. And that's when I would make up most of my miles. Mm-hmm. And there was often times when I would hike, you know, it, I would look up and be like, oh, it's close to noon, one o'clock. And I'd be like, I would pull out my logbook or my map and be like, I've already done 15 miles. Like, yeah. I need to, what hurry am I in? You know, right, I yeah. slow down. Enjoy it. Right. Yeah. So I, I never really had anything in mind, and, but I did try to sleep it shelters or whatever and right, try yeah. to break at shelters because there's always a water source there mm-hmm. there's always a privy mm-hmm. uh, so we would usually have lunch lunch would consist of i eat tuna out of a uh, foil pack about every day yeah and i would it got to the point where i had it down to a science i would get flour tortillas yeah get a pack of tuna and when you're in town like go to speedway and raid their relish and mayonnaise and mustard right. i gotcha you make you a little faux yeah. tuna salad yeah, yeah. Throw whatever cheese, crackers, whatever else you got into right. it, and yeah. there's your lunch. Right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can actually enjoy what you're eating. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when generally you think that you're just eating <laughs> Wait, oh, wait, like MREs uh, the whole way. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. It's it's not as bushwhack. I mean, then dinner, you know, uh, you know, you can get downright, you know, pretty like a chef you know yeah, i mean yeah. i would take uh I w- actually i would take guinness beer i'd carry guinness with me quite a bit yeah. packs well the little four pack cans right one a day you know it's perfect for dinner you don't have yeah. to keep it cold yeah um i would carry like uh get green peppers and onions it's something that carries pretty well you mm-hmm. slice them up throw them in salt them real yeah. quickly you know with whatever spam tuna whatever you got right uh pepperoni uh for dinner it'd always be like mashed potatoes or the little uh, Lipton sides that you can add like two cups of boiling water to. Yeah, yeah. wait a few yeah, minutes. Yeah, something easy. Yeah, right. Man, so you can eat well enough if you season well and just kind of yeah. know what you like. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, make it your own. So obviously you can shoot off to hit grocery stores, stuff along the way, get supplies and everything like that. So I, I'm looking through the pictures that you gave us, and there's like this like southern plantation type house. Okay, like, I, I brought. I, I want to know what the story the, is. I, I forgot. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. This is uh, true Appalachia right here. This is Catawba, Virginia, and this is right next to uh, McAfee's Knob, which there's about every hiker gets that famous picture. It looks like they're up on this huge cliff face, and you can hang your uh, knees off and okay. dangle yeah, off. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, that is like three miles from there. Okay. Um, but that is the Home Place Restaurant, which is only open on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Oh, this is a restaurant. Yes, that is a restaurant. Okay, and yeah. So what it is, it's like $15 you pay, and it's a kind of like a country-style buffet where they bring you fried chicken, roast beef, There's like or ham, Right. And then it's endless sides. They, yeah, if you no want, kidding. they just keep bringing green beans, mashed potatoes, whatever, just and you endless. just eat till you're done. Yeah. yeah. So you pack, and, and at this point, you know you're a thousand miles into the trail, roughly, and 
you know, you're getting there. You're you're getting to where your appetite is up there. Mm-hmm. You get eight hikers in there. We probably we ate probably ten chickens. Yeah. yeah, one whole side of beef. Yeah, we. I mean, we destroyed some food. Yeah. Now there's one picture where it's the old ladies you can kind of see, and you yeah. see a guy yeah, in the distance. That's me. That's as, far as, back that's as far as that's as far as I made like food coma. Food coma. <laughs> as far as I'm dead serious, like I cannot I walk any further. I didn't even realize that's what the photo that's, was. Oh that God. is me just sprawled out on the yeah. grass. Far, I made it over there. I was like, I'm done. Like, yeah, I laid there for probably 20, 30 minutes, and then <laughs> yeah. I, I, awesome. I was in I, it, I was in pain, but it was worth every right. minute. I guarantee it. Some, Such good food. So yeah, Catawba, Virginia. McAfee's Knob. Go on the weekend so you can go to the Home Place Restaurant. Okay. Home Place, yeah. home place Restaurant. restaurant. I, my family will hit that up. Yeah. Guaranteed. I guarantee it. I guarantee and it. And I recommend go do McAfee's Knob prior to eating. That way you work up the appetite because you'll never make it to the top. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And also, if you uh, for people listening, if you want a good little weekend trip, there is a shelter right there at the top of McAfee's Knob with the water source privy. Hmm. So it's about a three, I think, four-mile hike up, and it's all uphill getting up to McAfee's Knob. Right. It's beautiful. It's worth it. Worth camping. You can camp there for the night, and you come back down. Oh, yeah. That so. sounds like a good, like, yeah. light family trip. It does. Yes. I agree. Pack down. Yeah. Man. I agree. I think <laughs> I could do that. <laughs> oh, Maybe. When we're Can you 60. carry a thirty rack up? Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. I, I carried some uh, a lot of beer up some pretty steep mountains, and yeah. you can do anything. Yeah, yeah. even with priorities. Yeah, so yeah. I'm curious because you know what's Appalachian? We're 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 we like to drink. We, we're just hanging out. With, I, uh, I like to think full grabbing. We're, yeah. we're, the group the of people. <laughs> the group of people I hiked with. There was about probably say twenty of us. A revolving door, you know. But we hiked together for probably about four of the months, yeah. and we single-handedly kept uh, Yingling afloat. Probably, right. yeah. <laughs> or we yeah. increased their sales by like two, three percent at yeah. least. So I'm more impressed that Yingling distributes the entire length of that yeah. Yeah. trail. That's Yingling is a popular beer until you hit, say, Pennsylvania. Then you get Trogues up in Pennsylvania, which is a very good beer. And then up in once you hit up in New England, you get a lot of microbreweries, a lot Uh, of okay, yeah, yeah. Which uh, Which and also uh, Pottsville, Pennsylvania, is only ten minutes off the Appalachian Trail. Really? Okay. Another good place to go. Yeah. So you guys, I mean, you know, there. I'm sure there were some nights you guys, you know, and correct me if I'm wrong. You know, you guys build a fire and just catch a buzz. Oh yeah, yeah. I would uh, like you said. I I already told. I carried Guinness quite a bit. Yeah. It was you know. The good little pint cans they have. Yeah. Um, also carried usually whiskey or wine right. of some sort. Yeah, uh, I would try to have uh, had a little now like the the, the collapsible now jeans. Oh yeah, and yeah. I'd fill it with wine or usually I prefer like Dewars or something. Yeah. Right. Jameson if yeah. I can afford it, something like that. Yeah, uh, we would often uh, if we were cheap we would go get the space bag of wine. Yeah, the Franzia. <laughs> I understand. Yeah, yeah, and then you can. Uh, Drink that and use that as a pillow to sleep off your hangover. Holy shit! Yeah. That <laughs> the airbag, really? yeah. Really? Yes. Engineering at its finest, ladies and gentlemen. Engineering at its finest. Appalachian engineering. Appalachian engineering. Appalachian engineering. That's what's Appalachian. <laughs> That's what's that. Appalachian. <laughs> <laughs> man, what a what a what an interview, man! And and this is awesome. I would I would love to. I want to bring you back. Yeah, I want to I do want a part two. All of these. Yeah, that's, Josh, yeah, yeah, that's there's, there's probably literally like three episodes worth yeah. of just like stories that you have. Can I we probably, do that? Is I that could probably yeah. impromptu 
Next hey, episode, if, Josh. If, if everybody, if your viewers like it, sure, I'm happy. I mean, our viewers are going to eat this up. I'm telling you right now. I, I, we could do a whole, wrong, yeah. We could do a whole episode just on the characters I met while I was out there. Just Please, the people. yeah. I mean, I, I could start this, bringing in some pictures. This of needs to be like crazy formally people. recorded for your keepsake, for our keepsake. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like the, this is just the stuff. That so we I mean, I think for, just like you know, hanging out, hearing good stories. Yeah, man. I, I think I think that'd be great. I think that'd be a great next episode in terms of. Josh coming back. I don't think we're going to have any other episodes except for Josh for the next. Uh, <laughs> I'm serious. Hey, I, hang out and drink for the next three Yeah, weeks? yeah. I get those, well, I'm serious. I, I think we have Josh back maybe, you know, whenever he's free. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Let's talk about some characters on the Appalachian Trail. I like not? it. So I, I think like we'll. Uh, maybe you guys can. Uh, oh, one thing I did want to touch on. You're fine. We, yeah. we are very close. Uh, the I don't know if you guys are aware. Have you heard of Emma Gatewood? Grandmother Gatewood. Yeah, from Rye Grand, Ohio. Yeah, actually, well, she grew up like yeah, Rye Grand, but she lived in Galpolis. She's yeah, married, yeah. Uh, not Memorial Gardens, but just at one forty one, I think, yeah, yeah. neighborhood road. But Emma Grant, or well, she's known as Grandmother Gatewood. Uh-huh. She was the first woman to hike the Appalachian Trail solo, uh-huh. right? Solo, yeah, and wow. she did it northbound and southbound. And now, she was sixty seven years old. Exactly, right there she is. So we yeah. have hope. So yeah, the the great thing is, she hiked it way back in the day when. The trail was not as well maintained, right. not That's as well blazed. It, it was. She probably had to shoot wild. some compass readings, Hell you know, yeah. stuff like that. Probably had to stop and ask for directions yeah. quite a bit. She also did it wearing sneakers, a dress, and not wearing a backpack, but carrying a duffel bag. Oh my! Now, Appalachian it, women are, are bad. bad. Isn't yes. that? I know. I mean, Appalachian women are bad. Now, I, I can uh, I can promise you with even with all the high tech gadgetry we have nowadays and what I, that is that's badass. Yeah, that truly. I cannot imagine doing that ever. I, I cannot do it as a male. No, and, and like like with I, I mean I'm not gonna lie, just the way you did it, I can't imagine it, doing. No, it. as a 67 year old woman carrying a yeah. duffel bag nope. and, and sneakers, she had been a victim of like some domestic abuse, right. and so that's that was her way of getting out. And her story is just awesome. And it, it just so happens uh, they uh, were building a garage for a guy, and the guy actually grew up hiking with Grandmother Gatewood. Wow. He saw my Appalachian wow. Trail tattoo on my leg, and he said, hey, I know that. He's like, do you know Grandmother Gatewood? I said, yeah. She used to come pick him up. Um, I guess he, his grandmother lived like the bottom of the hill from her yeah. years ago. She would come down and get him on Sundays and take him hiking just all over, like, at the time, I think it was Meigs County is yeah. where they were at. Yeah. But, okay. Yeah, back wow. in Meigs County. Like, take him hiking around there. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah, and he's got just really cool stories. And, you know, somebody that's been out on the Appalachian Trail, everybody's heard of her, Grandmother Gatewood, which is really cool. Yeah. She's buried, like I said, she's right over the, you know, she's buried yeah. across the, the river. river. Damn, man. Man, thank you so much for coming over this evening. No oh, he's coming back. Oh, yeah. I, I'm coming. telling you, Josh, you're coming I mean, back. I mean, awesome. this is awesome. Uh, sorry, folks, but we're going to sit here and kind of bullshit with him for a little bit longer. And drink you, a little guys, more beer. You, you guys will get to hear about it eventually, but um, uh, just keep subscribe and yeah. make sure you, ch- you check in with us in a future episode. Yeah. But, Josh, man, thank you so much. No, I promise. I've had a smile on my face all day. Oh, I know. Well, Thank dude, you guys. Yeah, I've like, had a blast. Man. Yeah, yeah. This I, has been awesome. I've had a blast. This hasn't been hey, just a. This isn't going to be. An I'm going to throw you guys a plug out there. Yeah. One thing I'm very, very, very thankful for is you guys are a younger generation. You guys are very progressive. You stay in your hometown. You're investing your families here, just like I have. Yeah. 
and I love seeing it. You guys are doing things that I, I wish I could do. And what I'm, I don't know. There's a lot of people behind you rooting, though you may not hear it. So yeah. keep up the name. Well, I appreciate that, man. Josh. That means a lot, man. That means a hell of a lot, dude. Damn, we just shit. I know. Building this up, man. So, guys, I'm hey, telling cheers. you. Cheers. Yeah, let's, let's clink it. Yeah, clink it. That's what's happening. That's what's happening. And I'll be damned. Guys, Josh Burst will be back with us. Uh, I hope, I hope tomorrow. Sooner than that. All right, till next time, guys. Uh, have a good one. Have a good one. And I hope you did have a good one. Uh, this is Cody Greathouse. Going to bring a new segment to you guys. Um, pretty excited about this. Uh, as you guys could tell, we be playing some simple gifts in the background. This is a little simple gift uh, called Appalachian Values. This is something that uh, Gabe and I had sat and thrown around quite a bit, tossed around a couple names, ideas. Uh, felt it would be most fitting to throw in some Appalachian Values. And, and what we mean by values is, uh, you know, any, any habits or any uh, traditions that, that families pass down from one to another. I think it's important to note that as Appalachians, you know, we have, you know, folk, folk tales and, and uh, you know, experiences and things of that sort that are, that are passed down through generation, uh, from generation to generation. And uh, I think it's pretty neat that, uh, I think this is going to be a fun segment. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, just taking stuff that our mamas and papas taught us. Yeah. Moms and dads. And yeah. Sharing that. Yeah, and, and the coolest thing is, you know, I, I want to reach out to our listeners. Uh, any any Appalachian values you guys think that, that you could throw in? I'd, I'd gladly yeah, I'd gladly want to share. I kind of want to see what other yeah. Appalachian values people have out there. More the merrier, and, and I want to hope that they're all pretty similar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, I'll kick it off throwing out my Appalachian value first. Uh, you know, I feel like growing up, the uh, value that, that I want to throw out there is that no matter what house you go to, you go to a friend's house, I feel like you always have to eat. Yeah. You always have to eat. Yeah. They're going to ask you if you want food. And you, yeah, and you, and you can't turn it down because if you turn it down, well, scratch that. That's like, rude. you won't know. I mean, you're not able to turn it down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I remember eat, damn it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's really it. I remember my friends coming over to my grandmother's house, and she'd eat dinner at like one o'clock in the afternoon. Not really one o'clock, but it seemed like that. It was probably four. Uh, and she would always offer them something to eat, and they'd be like, "Ah, oh, no, thank you, Joe. Like I've already eaten." And lo and behold, she'd be standing there right beside of them with a spoon and a and whatever she had cooking up on the stove, and she'd just slap it down on the plate in front of them, and yeah. you know, be damned if you don't eat. You know, and I feel like that's a that's an Appalachian value that, uh, that that we see across the region, man. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think mine, and maybe it's not unique to Appalachia, but my whole heart wants to believe that it is, but it's something that I learned from my papa um, and my dad always reinforced is if you ever receive a knife, mm -hmm. a pocket knife or anything like that as a gift, like it's tradition and uh, to give the giver of the knife a coin in return. See, I never knew that. Yeah, and it's like a, it's a, I guess it's a superstition, like a, a, a knife as a gift could sever a relationship or something like that. So oh, if you give a coin in deep. return, if you give a coin in return or something like that, that technically to the superstition gods of the hills of Appalachia, yeah, yeah. Um, that that's technically a payment. So Damn. therefore it's not a formal gift. 
So that that was something that I always thought was cool. And my grandpa, anytime in which he gave me probably fifty pocket knives over yeah. the course of um, him being a part of my life, and every time had to make sure I gave him a coin. He gave him even if I had the even if I had to bum a penny from my dad or something. <laughs> <laughs> dad, got, dad, you got a you got a penny in your pocket? Yeah. Yeah, so that, that that's one that I hold close to my heart, and I can't wait to pass that on to my kids. I understand, I understand, guys. I, you know, it's it's like we had said. Uh, I'm eager to hear what kind of Appalachian values that that you guys have going on with your families, and you know, it's just a short little uh, fun segment that we wanted to add in here from time to time, just to uh, just to go along with the with the podcast. I feel like it's a good little little yeah, change a little up, shake shake up, yeah. a little shaky. Uh, but guys, thank you so much for uh, joining us this evening. Uh, it was fun having Josh on with us and then yeah. kind of bringing a few new things. So until next week, we're going to sign off. Gabe Roush, Cody Greathouse, what's Appalachian?